We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. So much room for activities now. We're doing away with the chair, at least for this first segment of the Playmakers. That's how we're starting the week? New week, new us, new everything. But not really. Same old crew, same old vibe, sports, and other things. Plenty of other things to talk about today. Yeah, especially with everything going on in the world. And just, yeah. you know, it's a, a busy weekend for me. And and I, just like you with no chair in the studio, mm-hmm. I feel freedom. I can now mm. talk and do spinaroonies in my chair, That's which right. is very important for me to provide the hottest of sports takes. Yes, uh, we have to have all tools at our disposal in order to bring our full creative vision to each and every one of our listeners weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Are we going to be able to do Mez Cutty Monday? Is that going to be an option today? Maybe more than likely, That's no, that unfortunately. That's creative juice that is definitely needed to reach our full potential, but if we can't find it, uh, we'll have to try our darndest. And we have quite the show ahead for each and every one of you. We're going to be talking uh, about baseball for a hot second because it'll probably be the last time we do it in the next four or five months because there doesn't seem like they're interested in playing, and they being the ownership. Uh, Kyler Murray decided to pick out the worst font choice of all time, write a diary entry, and then share it with the world. <laughs> it's so we're talk about that. it's true. We're going to talk about that. Um, Adrian, you want to talk about Euphoria, even though you've never seen an episode. I need to be with the cool kids and find out uh-huh. what's what, because I, I see these kids doing drugs and, and white penises everywhere. Whoa. I want to find out. <laughs> that, you're like, sign my ass up. Yeah. What's going on with what's this up? HBO show? It's not succession. Uh, that's, that's when you know it's from HBO, is a lot of those penises. Yeah. So Full I, I, frontal, always. Yes, and that's exactly what we need to get to the bottom so of. so glad I'm Instagram living this right now. Yeah, so Lindsay, you're going to. Standing, um, you can tell. It's like the most tweeted show of all time. And are the Playmakers, yes, for yes. sure. Euphoria is number two. But. Yes, we're number one. But I need to get the inside scoop and, and, and find out what the kids are talking about. You yeah. know what I mean? You do have to get uh, with all the cool kids. What's up, fellow kids? Uh, we're going to talk about Russia and sports because that seems to be a big convergent point right now. We're going to talk to Kashmir Hill. This is where the other stuff comes in. We're going to talk about tracking technology. And have an expansive talk about just how freaky all that is. Yeah, her job is basically to scare us and tell us, hey, Alexa, it mm-hmm. seems super convenient if you don't have your remote and you can turn on your TV by saying, hey, turn on my Samsung. But it also knows everything about you. Yes, they're watching us. They're listening to us. Everything 
you are afraid of. Yeah, more, <laughs> they know more about you than your partner. I promise you I that. I don't know about you, but I know about us. But my weekend was pretty boring because I just watched a bunch of stuff. So ineptitude is what we're going to wrap up our show with. But you had an event, eventful weekend, you said? Yeah. So I, I got to have a, a wonderful day with my son. Lovely. We went to the movies. And so during the pandemic, going to the movies was kind of how me and my son connected. Aww. Shout out to Maya Cinemas. Uh, we got to play tag <gasps> a lot because nobody's in there. Lindsay, I knew the entire staff, not by choice. Hell there was yeah. no one there. We were playing tag during these theaters, but we went to go see Uncharted. It was the second week this movie's been out. Mm-hmm. The movie theater was packed. People was buying popcorn. Kids was Throwing popcorn on the floor. Cars were moving in and out of there for the first time. Was this my spot in the press box? I always get a really big mess. So, so no, it was fantastic. And then we get home, and unfortunately, uh, the mother of my child got hit by a drunk driver. She, yeah, she is okay for everybody. She's dealing with a headache. She's at home resting. Um, but yeah, no, a scary situation. So I was making sure my kid was good, making sure she was good on Sunday. So this not is why much I don't leave sports. my apartment on the weekends, literally. Yo, honestly, Seriously. like, hey, man, you you know the deal. Be safe out there, even if it is the middle of the it's day on the Monday. It's not worth it, just Uber. Yeah. It's not that hard. And emotionally, I'm okay. That's good. I'm, I'm okay. I'd be I I'd be a little bit uh, discombobulated today, but you've gotten in accidents more than more than I have, or at least that's what you've shared with me, and I'm glad to hear that. That the mother of your child is okay, and I'm glad to hear that Sire's good and that he had a great time at the movies. Because that's honestly what truly matters. No, 100%. And then we don't even have time to get into my Madden League, so let's just get on with the show. <laughs> yeah, let's save everyone that quick trip. Uh, that can be found on our Instagram feed, though. The bet uh, Las Vegas, I think, is our handle. We'll have to double-check that. I would check it myself, but I'm instagram living, and hopefully people can actually hear me this time around, because sometimes that is suspect. But we are going to get into our can opener segment here and talk about baseball because yesterday I was listening to our close personal friend of the program Trista Crick on her show at WFAN you know the one that started sports radio and she wanted to talk about baseball because basically it's burning itself to the ground and as I was listening to the conversation they she and the callers had about 80 percent of what I was thinking but then once you start letting the gears go and you start thinking I came up with some reading of the room calculus to really kind of give everyone at least my read on what's happening with Major League Baseball. Because I, I it, it wasn't the same as what Trista was saying. Uh, and you should check out that podcast if you haven't listened to it. But we know that today was a self-imposed deadline by Major League Baseball owners. That if we don't get stuff figured out today, kids, we're not starting on time. And by the way, it's inevitable, but still no official word from the commissioner. Yes, and uh, when that self-imposed now. deadline was placed, everybody knew that it was going to be missed. Because ultimately, ultimately, the owners are the one to blame in this. Shocking. And the great thing is that they got all that money and all the spin room things to make it seem like, oh, we're not the problem. The players are the problem. But this is a postmodern analytics sports world, Adrian. Look out. Because, in a way, this is kind of a mirror and a microcosm of of what America is, too. Because baseball truly is America's game, right? Post-capitalism. What happens when we make all the rules, we make all the money, and it's time to say, how do we divvy this up? When Moneyball came out, which is obviously a movie based on a true story, of Billy being in the Oakland A's and the, and the all of that, analytic darling 
thing that it launched. Came, and that came out. And talent in baseball didn't become about the field anymore. It became focused on the front office. And it became about devaluing the players. Find me someone who can get these stats. Find me someone that can get this done instead of just looking at it at a holistic viewpoint. Yeah, maximizing pocket change, right? Yep, absolutely. And we know about how for every Bryce Harper who's making hundreds of millions of dollars, there's about thousands of other baseball players that don't even sniff the seven-figure check. And and actually, real quick, and I don't mean to cut you off, so only 31.4% of MLBPA members earn more than a million dollars. 28.2% are minor leaguers on the 40-man roster earning 40 thousand dollars you came prepared i came prepared we didn't even talk about this and yet we're merging and finding ways to make it work see it can happen athletic talent starts choosing otherwise right because the dream of the multi uh hundred million dollar thing really isn't that realistic if you think about it. what did kyler murray do is tim tebow in his after football career treating it with the utmost respect right Russell Wilson even showing up for spring training funsies, right? If this was such a serious venture. Hell, even Will Ferrell. Remember that a couple years ago? Yep. (laughs) Just for the bit, right? Small market teams are the farm teams, essentially, for the big squads. This is what it's turned out to. This is the postmodern analytics. This is post-capitalism because now teams like the Minnesota Twins, teams like the, the, it wasn't last year, but the Chicago White Sox, the teams that can't keep their talent at home because they refuse to pay them what they are worth. Lindsay, I'm a Indians Guardians fan now. I yes. should say that Guardians. We had CC Sabathia and Cliff Lee. Correct. They won Cy Young's with us. Correct. I had to watch CC Sabathia pitch for the Yankees and Cliff Lee pitch for the Phillies yep. in the World and Series they had against Roy each other. Halliday, Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels. This is the first like iteration of the big three in baseball, at least in the pitching rotation. You're absolutely right, and I'm glad that you brought that example up because. An article that we have discussed before about um, basically the schools down in the Dominican Republic and the academies that shelter, quote unquote, shelter the baseball talent through their amateurism all the way up to, you know, when they're 12, when they sign these pro contracts. And it's this whole super, super diluted and, and obviously incredibly corrupt system. What value is to a lot of these small market teams is not butts in seats, is not the big ticket player. It's I'm going to sell talent for picks, prospects, and hope. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what those small market teams do. So the Sox, so the Dodgers, which we are the home of here at 1140 The Bet, the Yankees can get the talent that they need for the playoff push, which nobody really pays attention to baseball until playoffs. Anyways, just ask college basketball. So essentially this is what the owners want to do. At least this is how this is what my – Reading the room calculus adds up to. They want a shorter season. They don't want to p- play 182 games or how many else they want to do. They want shorter season, shorter benches because they've been basically cutting off the um, farm team system out from its knees. And then I can just shorten payroll. I think these baseball owners know that the good has been got and that it is unsustainable to exist in the way that it does. Baseball needs to burn itself all the way to the ground. These antitrust exemptions 
really enable this because ultimately these owners, like I said, I get to choose how much I pay. I get to choose who I'm the only one that gets to do it. They have all these antitrust can, exemptions that are complete BS. Or I can manipulate when I can pay you Correct. by switching them, sending them to the miners Correct. so their service time's all messed up. And so for me, even though I've never really understood this word, although I saw it a lot growing up because that was just the state of the, the world during our youth, borderline liquidation sale, Right. That's essentially what they're doing. They're willing to push their players, their talent, their game to the brink of failure because they know they're already there. And so I I don't know where they go from here other than what the lockout is. Because if I'm the players, it has gone way too far for me to concede. And ultimately, this could be baseball's last stand. How often does this league go into lockout? How often does this thing go into labor problems? All the time. And we were stancing about how this is going to be a lockout, how big of a problem this was going to be two years ago when the pandemic happened, before the pandemic even happened, when we were talking about knocking on trash cans and stuff. We're like, you know what? This doesn't bode well for the later labor negotiations because baseball literally cannot do anything for the little guy. And I don't or really, anything for itself, because right. like you bring up the pandemic, we need to remember they were the first and the only sport. They had that summer to themselves to really make an impact to get the attention of the country. Yep. And look at this. Yep. And they and they dropped the ball. And sometimes you drop the ball on accident, and sometimes you do it on purpose. The fact that the owners waited a month to bring any sort of negotiations to the table, to even enter the room to the negotiating table. After announcing that this is the lockouts happening, that should tell you enough that they're not operating in good faith. They don't have to because they have the antitrust exemptions. And so, like I said, sometimes things are too big to fail, but sometimes things are too big to fix. And that's where baseball is for me. I I am seriously worried about the longevity. I have been for years, but it was only really because you were seeing almost kind of like how climate changes, it's off in the distance. It's off in the distance. It's it's coming, but it's not really real. It's here. It's right here. This is what this is. And it seems like these billionaires who don't even have to tell you how their payroll is allocated, any of that stuff, the only way we know what the Braves is is because it's like publicly traded or owned or something mm-hmm. by, yeah, by exactly. another company. And they can just hide stuff away. They can say, we're not making any money. We're not doing anything. They make money whether people go into the stadiums or not at this point because the TV contracts are that lucrative. And so we are getting to a point where things are extreme in so many different categories. And we always know that when things go and swing one way, there always will be a regression back to the mean. There always will be an overcorrection. So that's why when like Bryce Harper posts a picture of him in a Tokyo jersey hitting a banger, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a bluff. I think that this is this is a real possibility. I think that they're united. I think that that conversation's probably changed today versus like 5 or 6 uh days ago just considering what's going on in the world and stuff, but regardless, this labor negotiation or lack thereof has been going on for a while. And I I don't see a lot of shared ground here. And so the chance of us missing baseball in its entirety is very real. In partiality, it's a guarantee at this point. And that's the way they want it. And you know what? Baseball might be better for it in the long run. But the problem is, is that they might do too much damage to be able to see the other side. 
Look, to, it's not 1994 anymore. The right. last time we had this serious situation right. of what seems like it's headed. You've pissed our age group off because you wouldn't let any of our heroes in because they were doping and whatever. It's steroids. You don't want to set a you don't want to set an example, whatever. But you have to. You can't delegitimize and say that this isn't part of our history. Um, the youth are super engaged with the sport, obviously, because it's um. Yeah, Mike Trout pace, walked into this Home Depot and everyone pace, knew. Super engaging, uh, great social media stuff, very great community outreach, right? Games are quick. So we know that there's the fo- baseball watching population that will always show up, but in terms of sustainability, I, good luck. Like I said, baseball might be better for it playing a 70-game season. With more postseason teams involved. I don't know. But I do know that the way that they have gone about this, the way that they have conducted business, the fact that Bob Manfred just does what he does and nobody says anything the wiser, I I want no part in it. I want no part in businesses that see people as less than and profit from that. And I know that's probably super far-fetched for me to say considering where we live in the economic system that we do. But... We're not even trying. We're not even trying. What could be accomplished by simply reaching for the bare minimum, Adrian? That's Honestly. All, they're not even the, – the amounts that the players want for minimums yes. and some of these arbitration bonuses, technically they're a little bit under in terms of inflation. And like you said, in this pandemic, mm-hmm. it's getting harder to sign. Less and less people are getting signed to these big contracts. Mm-hmm. Less money's involved. But what's the one thing that's increased – Franchise values. Yep. So you're going to tell me you when the pandemic first started, you had a 60 game season. Mm-hmm. Your franchise went up. Yep. Players aren't getting paid as much. Yep. All they're asking for, and and on the flip Where'd side, where that money go? We don't know. Yeah. They don't have and, to show us. And what, what's on the flip side? What do the owners want? They want expanded playoffs. Mm-hmm. They want patches on jerseys. Don't make money, but they do. Yeah, they want patches on jerseys. Uh, they want more specialized events, like they did. Uh, what was the movie that they did? The White Sox Yankees game. Oh, the that, the great outdoor game no, in what, Iowa that nobody yeah, cared yeah, about. The, the movie. Oh, it's just, oh man, I don't remember. Angels but, in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. So so that they want to do international events now. Of course, gambling and all the money and, and the billions that's going to be invested right. into the sport through that. And all the players are asking for is barely, barely bare minimum of inflation in terms of their salaries. And Walker Dude. Buehler, like you said, we're the home of the Dodgers, right? Yeah. He tweeted this and he deleted it and I wish he would have kept it. This isn't millionaires versus billionaires. This is workers versus owners. The value, yeah, the value is subjective. We are extremely lucky to do what we do, but the numbers don't line up. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fans getting where we are coming from truly. Please tell me how what we, the players, are asking for is crazy. Inflation happens. Markets yep. rise. Money grows. Ask our owners. They know. Why would we agree to less than even inflation level income rises? Would you take that? I remember that article we read a few weeks ago, and I think it said if they if they had agreed to pay a certain price that it would cost $2 million whole dollars for them to pay all of their players across all of their minor league systems – or that they hadn't met that threshold. Like, just think of that. For, to employ all the players in the minor league system, less than $2 million payroll. That's AAA. Baseball has the most archaic everything. And that's why they're America's game. They're the perfect encapsulation to show what old money was and what it built and the damage that it can 
reek on current money because they simply will not share it or open their minds to what the modern sport is, the modern fan, the modern player. Because as we talked about a few minutes ago, it ain't about the players anymore. This is about talent in the front office, talent in the owner's box, talent where we can read the numbers, not the plays. And so baseball wants to burn itself to the ground. It's it's actively happening. Derek Jeter apparently so taken aback by what he's seen on the other side that he needs to take a step down as a CEO and uh, shareholder of the Marlins. I- I'm so glad you brought him up. You know how I feel about Derek Jeter. Can, yeah. can I talk about this Marlins situation? Because I think it encapsulates. because we do have to get to break. Jeffrey Loria bought the Marlins for $158 million in 2002. They built a new stadium in 2012. Members of Miami, people who live in Miami, are going to pay up until 2049 $2.6 billion because of that stadium. Mm -hmm. When that stadium was built, Jeffrey Loria sold the team for over a billion dollars. He made all that profit. And what happened? Derek Jeter and that ownership group came. And we traded Giancarlo Stanton straight to my alma mater. uh, Immediately traded the MVP of the league. This is what leadership does. And they cast out. Bare minimum, leave, leave the city. The people who live in Miami and the taxpayers to pay for that stadium while the team puts no good players or any talent yep. on that field. And it doesn't matter because that new stadium and the value of that team, no matter how bad they are, is going to keep increasing and it doesn't matter what's on the field. This is an asymbiotic relationship. This is a parasite relationship. Like Venom. Straight up. You are super, superhero brained this week, obviously, but... We have other days and other segments to get into that, but we won't waste any more time on baseball because they seem less than enthused, at least on the side that matters, to save themselves. That's not our job. The only person that you can worry about is you. Uh, On the other side, let's get into more greatness and leadership. Kyler Murray, 1140 The Bet. Kyler Murray, why did you get up this morning and choose violence? (laughs) At least with the pen, not real violence, because we don't mean to make light of big-time events that are going on in the world. It's weird how many, like, just... Matter of fact, things we say or just random things that are like related to war or violence and stuff like that. And you're always just like, oh, it's probably not super appropriate given the current context that we live in. And you could probably have some similar thoughts to yourself if you're if you're Kyler Murray or more specifically his agent this morning. Because he released a statement on behalf of Kyler that's damn near three pages long with... In six font. In six font. He was not worried about hitting the page minimum for this paper at all. Barely read it, but it's very, very long. And it's really all about Kyler saying, I don't feel like I'm valued enough in this organization right now. Be that contract-wise and be that how this has all been talked about. Because when Kyler Murray scrubbed his Instagram a couple weeks ago of all photos of him in any sort of Cardinals anything, we had heard that basically he was feeling bad and felt like he was made the scapegoat by the organization for their most recent second-half collapse. And that he didn't want to be blamed for the loss in the playoffs versus the Rams, although... You know, he's the number one pick in the draft. And, you know, you're kind of the quarterback of the team, Kyler. But, hey, no biggie. Well, believe it or not, you can lose and then, like, not blame people. Like, sometimes things just happen and it's okay. And sometimes you just haven't crossed a certain bridge. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to get to it. Like, 
it's it's hard for me to kind of think about Kyler's situation with a with a clear head and an unbiased head because in a lot of ways I'm like I get it. You're getting paid your $900,000 base salary as a number one overall pick as a quarterback. If you were drafted 15 years ago, you would have made $50 million guaranteed. I mean, Matt Stafford was the last guy, or Bradford, I should say. Sam Bradford was the last guy to make that money before they changed that guaranteed contract, uh, at least number, for rookies with Cam Newton's year. I, you also have a $4.5 million si- er, roster bonus that's guaranteed on, like, what, the fifth day of the league year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. So it's coming. Uh, right. And so... I want to explore this with Kyler because it seems like what he's asking, or at least what he's stancing, because all rookie contracts are basically the, the uh, constructed the same way, minus a few ebbs and flows of some language here. There. That's why you see a couple of the rookies that are always hold out uh, of whether or not they're going to get paid at a certain time, if it's signing bonus or whatever, because there's all this circumnavigation going on for the NFL because a lot of the power rests with the teams themselves rather than the players. And that's why I don't want to just completely discount what Kyler is talking about, because if he's, he's not the only one that feels that way. So I wanted to do like basically a little exercise because what it sounds to me is that Kyler would like to say, you know what, let's do away with that four year rookie contract, that guaranteed deal. And it's a fifth year option. um, If you're a first round pick, let's just go year to year. Right. Cause you want the escalator. You want an escalator deal. You want the ability to, Make the money that you think are you are owed and deserved based off of your performance early on in your career. He's probably not the only one that would be able to take advantage of it. But there's a reason why things are the way they are. And it's not just because of the dollars and cents, which is ultimately the, the biggest thing that makes the business run. This is about making sure that we don't just cycle out talent the second someone figures out, hey, maybe they might not be as good as I thought they were. You mentioned earlier when we were talking about this uh, ahead of the show, Mitch Trubisky. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is a starting quarterback in this league at this time. Do I think that he should be completely done away with and and have no other shot? No. But if you start messing with these contracts, you definitely have casualties, more casualties when it comes to quitting on talent, recycling of talent. And I think that would make the product worse overall. What do you think? I think where they have it right now is it's it's decent. It, it I like I like where it is because you look at Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who didn't reach this point of the fourth year because it's Kyler and it's Baker Mayfield are, are the two big names. Obviously, Baker Mayfield they're going to have to the Browns are going to have a wait and see approach and see how this fifth season turns out. And what's wrong with out. that wait and see approach? Yeah, and it's also like if you perform and and the team values you. In that respect, you will get the Josh Allen treatment. Um, and just for, for clarification, in this decade, uh, I'm going to give you the QBs that signed a long-term deal before their fourth year uh, for that. this past decade. you got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then this is where it gets fishy. Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, oh. Carson Wentz, oh. and Ryan Tannehill. Okay, so with Ryan Tannehill, was that extension signed with Miami? Because that's the team you drafted. Great question. Actually, no, it was with Tennessee. It was with Tennessee. Okay. So that's a very important context to bring in because that illustrates a full spectrum of results. Well, let's start with the with the bottom there. Ryan Tannehill was what a top ten qu- quarterback pick, top yeah, ten pick there, yes. in Miami. He's now in Tennessee, and they questions about him as well, considering how he performed in their divisional round game. Um, Carson Wentz don't need to go anymore into that. 
was our other one? Jared Goff. Jared Goff, who is in Detroit now, not on the championship parade with the rest of his team. Old team, I should say. And we have Deshaun Watson. We're going to leave that where it is because technically he hasn't seen the field for two years for other reasons. And then you got those two, the outliers. And that's why what truly, unless you know for a fact, and I'm not trying to be like, well, if you're not Patrick Mahomes and you're not Josh Allen, then you don't get any extension. You don't deserve it. Kyler, it's not even in the same ballpark based off performance. And it's not because we're devaluing you. Because you're still making a ton of millions of dollars. And you're still very, very talented. Correct. And you, we're, we're not going to chase you out of the building either. We're going to try to enable you for more success better this year. We're going to even take notes from last year and try to make ourselves better even more. What's the matter with waiting? What's the matter with letting yourself develop and, and see what you can bring? If you're pissed off about losing and not getting paid enough, go in the weight room. Go to your quarterback guru. Go sit in a dark room and tell you tell just how much you hate losing. His Yoda and Oculus, he's huge on those. And who's to say he's not doing it? And also, who's to say what he's asking isn't outlandish? I, I, I tr- I'm trying to make sure that I enter a lot of these conversations with a little bit more even keel because it's so easy for us to just get put in a certain mindset based off of the tense that the headline is written in let alone the details because who writes these who who writes the stories who gives the writers the stories we don't you know it's all this so you try to look at it from as a detached view as possible and in an x and o's form because like why why would kyler be pushing for this well it seems like it is his agent and we know that they get paid when they sign contracts I'm guessing that he would get a few more pretty pennies if Kyler were to sign the extension earlier on, and I'm all for advocating on in the best interest of your client. I, I just, if Kyler had won a Super Bowl last year and an MVP, like, what about Lamar Jackson? What about, like, Dak Prescott? We went through all of that, too. Like, everybody's on their own timeline. So uh, this this... This need to catch up, this need to be the highest paid, this need to to find the quote-unquote promised land before we even get the tablet to tell us where to go. Like, I, does it honestly help you? Honestly. Because even if he gets this contract extension, how do, you things, how do you think things have gone over in that building? He's just added an immense amount of pressure yes. in that building and to the public. Like, like, and, and people say, well, business is what business is. But everybody has their conversations at home with their loved ones about who was being an a-hole in the locker room today. Who rubs you a little bit r- the wrong way. I guarantee you there has been some shifting in the, the way that we view Kyler Murray. And that's what happens when you raise your hand. That's the ultimate risk of raising your hand. And that's why when you do it, you better do it for the things that matter, the things that make sense that the, for the right things. And sometimes that's for yourself. Sometimes that's to say we shouldn't be playing this team right now because they've, they're starting a war. Like there, There's all these different reasons to stand up and say this is what I want. But not all of them are, are worth the same. But I do, I understand his his attempt at what he's trying to do. 
everyone, everyone's goal in life, right, is to get yeah. more money. And yep. all it takes is one injury, especially 100%. he's undersized. He's a mobile quarterback. But the way that he's approaching this is what is so fascinating mm-hmm. and is so ridiculous to me, especially when you – he go, so th- this starts off before the reports and more saying that he was immature and in the Rams game he took himself out and he didn't want to go on the field and he was embarrassed. This starts out with him taking pictures of Instagram, all the pictures out, so that there's no affiliation to the Cardinals. And he takes them out of their, his bio too, right? And then the Cardinals respond back and do it. And I'm like, right. what is this? Are you guys boyfriend and girlfriend breaking up in high school? So he had the leverage. But to double down, and it, it's kind of, it's not like Phil Mickelson and what he's saying. Uh, the comparison I'm making between those and the distinction is you are saying these things out loud. And that is not a good look. In this in this letter that we're calling it from his agent, he talks about, hey, every time I joined the team, we won three more games. Look at how bad this team was until I got there. Like, yo, Kyler, I understand you You made this team. You're a part of a contending team. You guys made the playoffs, but you didn't win anything yet. And you're talking like you have. And that is very, very offsetting for fans. Mm-hmm. And Just ask Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like, no, the same. And, and, you, and guess what, pal? You're not that guy. You're not that guy yet. So this is just, I don't understand. And you know how you don't become that guy? By doing this stuff. Yeah, you just added all this pressure onto yourself. Nose to the grindstone. You know, oh, I'm not worth it? Great. Awesome. Say it to my face more. And not everybody's fueled that way. But, like you said, you're saying this out loud in public. Whatever, Whatever you're looking to accomplish, is it truly worth you putting yourself into that category of someone who isn't, isn't happy with what they've been given so far. And you know what? Maybe this is also tied up in what's going on with baseball too because we know that Kyler's always going to be interconnected with that. And you could say, well, oh, Bryce has a pretty cool Tokyo jersey on. Why not me? Because look at all these leverage points all the way around. But I just, this isn't the way I would go about it. And I don't think he's the worst person for it, but I don't think he's a better leader tell you that right now and no. I feel like that's a slightly important thing at this position and I know we put way too much importance and everything on that position but he just made his path so much harder because yeah. let's lay this out so what is he going to do he stays on the team with no contract people are still going to look at him the same and everyone is going to criticize every game because you have to because the amount of money that this person is getting is just like Baker Mayfield I'm not giving you 40 million dollars to perform like you've performed so every game is going to be under a microscope. Or he goes to another team. That's going to be just as much pressure. Who's Who says a different team is going to give you that contract? You still don't have that extension, or you're going to go play baseball. Even if we're in a situation where baseball is not dealing with a lockout and we're playing, like seriously, at this point, at this time, is it really going to – do you have that much conviction over this issue that you're going to go play baseball? This is a lose-lose situation where I try to handle this as privately as possible and let your game speak for yourself where just like Josh Allen, like I said at the beginning, they come to you and say, hey, we need to give you this money because we need you on this team and you are the franchise quarterback. Or at the very least, if you're that dead set on being loud about this particular subject, at least write it in all caps or put it to like some normal size font. Because God help anybody with glasses that has dyslexia or something that has trouble with it because I, I could barely read it. And, and I, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. Uh, it's hurting my eyes, Lindsay. It is hurting my eyes, and we're not even watching any Golden Knights hockey right now. 
Uh, let's move on with our lives here. Adrian, the Euphoria super fan, even though he's never watched an episode, wants to break down last night's finale. This should be interesting. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Closing out our first hour with one of the hottest topics of uh, our modern conversation here. Euphoria. Euphoria. The TV show. Uh, You can find the whole second season fully streamable now on HBO as well as season one. I jumped in on this show very early. I think it's probably the best pilot of a, of a show I've ever seen. If you're not familiar, like, I'm, I'm kind of a TV show nerd, and uh, pilots are the first episode of the show, and they're usually shot months ahead of the rest of it because usually the pilot's what you show the uh, company, and then they say, all right, we would like to order that. We, are, we enjoy this story, enjoy these characters, and we want to make this a thing. And Euphoria, for it to get renewed for season three, needed about two weeks into their season two, even though it took two years for us to get from season one to season two because of the pandemic. But... It's a lot. And if you don't watch it, I'm sure you've heard plenty about it because it's very controversial for, for a number of reasons. But, Adrian, you were actually the one that wanted to talk about this because I, I don't if, – if you don't watch the show, I don't want to usually ruin anything or I don't assume no, to let's talk do about it. it. So you, you lead this conversation as, as a diehard Euphoria <laughs> fan that has never seen an episode. Lindsay, I just want to be a part of the Cool Kids Club. Okay. And you're, you're my – you're my access to this club. And like mm-hmm. you said, uh, it's the most tweeted show of all time. Twitter announced last week before last night was the season finale, correct? Yep. 34 million tweets at that point. Um, also, I did not know this. Uh, it's the most popular show in HBO history, uh, only behind Game of Thrones, mm. which is nuts. Uh, so th- they've gotten 6.6 million viewers on average. Um, actually, no, take that back. 16.3 million viewers. Uh, that's the best performance for any HBO series over the past 18 years. Uh, also, one of their highest rated episodes was opposite of the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. which to me seems absolutely nuts. Um, obviously, so my my walking point outside of this taking over pop culture is Zendaya, who, I mean, 
Super Bowl commercial with Andre 3000, the biggest movie of the decade or the past 25 years in Spider-Man. Do not talk about Spider-Man in here when we're talking about Euphoria. Uh, I'm just saying. Don't commandeer. Spider-Man did numbers. She was a part of that. And then now she's on the biggest show in television. First of all, she won an Emmy for Euphoria before she was in in Spider-Man. I mean, she's been a part of all three. I don't want to get into a Marvel argument. I'm just I'm saying not, she's I'm not winning. here to get into a Marvel argument. I'm just saying that <laughs> Zendaya's life is bigger than her Marvel inclusion. Oh, of course, but it's a, it's definitely a like part she's of it. A, she's a damsel in distress in those movies, and this is her show. And that, that episode, I just double-checked because I was like, that's right. It was a, They did go right up against the Super Bowl. Episode 5 of Season 2, Um, if you want to talk about a necessary hour of television— like I said, this show is a lot. There's a lot of sex. There's a lot of drug use. There's a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of combination of all that, and they're teenagers. And it's said at high school, high school, so it's like Degrassi, but just rated M. Like I said, they're teenagers. And Rue, who Zendaya plays, who's the the main character, at least the narrator. Um, I won't I won't spoil anything, but that episode five, she relapses, or at least. It's the intervention part of it. And when I watched that, I mean, I, I remember our conversation a few weeks ago because we, we talked to, to Trista about it because I know that she watches this show, too. And I was like, dude, did you watch the episode last night? Like episode five, this one's because they get her another Emmy. And she's like, oh, I binge it. It's it is so important for shows to have the hard stuff in it. And for things to be pushing the envelope. Like, a lot of people talk about how this is inappropriate considering how much sex is in it. You're like, well, these are underage people. I'm like, in story they are, but not in real life. If you're, you've been thinking that actors have been portraying high schoolers at high school age, you have literally never watched television. And if you don't think high schoolers are... Anyway. Correct. <laughs> um, to this extent, probably not. But there's, it's, it's very fantastical. It's very mind-numbing. It's very hypnotic. And I, I really, if anybody has anyone in their life or knows, has had an experience with somebody with addiction or with depression or just any of your run-of-the-mill stuff that we've all kind of brought to our forefront here, this is a show that you you could watch. Um, doesn't always handle everything right. Like, I think last night there was a little bit too much time dedicated to the musical part of the show, but it's... They have the pieces of a conversation that most other shows aren't willing to, and they're doing it with the modern lens. And so I think they're attracting a lot of young audience with uh, to the HBO platform, which the streaming wars, that, that's a huge bit. Um, but I, I could not be more enthused about this show no matter where it goes. Like I wasn't a huge fan of how they decided to end Game of Thrones, but it didn't ruin it for me at all. Like, I, I still go for the journey and, and for the artistic value of it. But I I I wish I could have... I want you to watch this show, show Adrian, because I really want to actually talk about, talk about this with you and, like, unearth some of these things, because I think there's so many important themes that are explored. And at the same time, it's also a controversial show because the guy who is the creator of it... It's a creep, right? He's kind of a creep. <laughs> he's kind of a creep. Asked Sydney Sweeney, who's one of the stars of the of the show. I mean, I think she had it uh, in one of her interviews. She was talking about it. She was like, "Yeah, I was doing a lot of topless scenes, and I was just like, is this necessary in this context?'" You're I'm like, in the no. Wendy's, <laughs> right? 
And she's not the first woman to deal with that in, in Hollywood. And I think everyone needs to constantly question if you have a nude scene in a show, is it really pertinent for somebody to be nude at this point in time? Or is it being gratuitous for no reason? But as long as we're being gratuitous with everyone, I guess it doesn't really matter. But what a fascinating little microcosm. People were really offended by it in 2019. People are much less so now. And I don't think that's a coincidence just based right. off of what's gone on in the world and just our understanding of what people do when they don't feel good. And before before we go to break, I just I need to ask because we're talking about HBO, whether it's The Sopranos, uh, The Wire, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, all these great shows, Barry, um, and everything. Even next week, they're gonna the Lakers show finally airs. I can't wait for winning time. What is the number one sticking point that has made this like the pop culture mega thing? Um, Above all these other, because we're living in the era of streaming and there's all these great shows on all these different platforms mm-hmm. to you. What's the sticking point? For me personally, it's music. It's it, for Labyrinth is one of I, I discovered. Well, I knew a, a few of his tracks before he got uh, associated with the show, but he did the entire first season score and it, w- it was literally transformative to me. I have it. It's I have a, the vinyl on my wall. And Drake is involved with picking a lot of the songs, too. Like, this is a very highbrow, like, entertainer-heavy influence type of show. And, and I think that really is what puts you into fiction, is, like, a, either a song grabbing you where it pulls you into the moment like you're there, or grabbing you being like, oh, I really like this song. What, a song. what song is this? Or a song that you know and you love. You're like, how perfect of a utilization for this. Maybe that's just uh, an example of attention to detail. And that's a, a thing where a lot of shows, especially HBO shows, they love the Easter eggs. They love, well, who's this in the picture with so-and-so for this brief second on the wall? Well, we'll have to find out if there's any credence to it. But there's there's certain production houses that do it, do it this way. And there's people that do like HBO. And th- it's an absolute winner. Uh, of, do you of think Fez is hot? Not particularly. Because no, he's on Twitter, this man. First off, his real name is Angus. I, Ang- <laughs> I follow Angus Cloud. I think I'm a huge fan of his. I think his character got the, the, the wrong end of the stick there. But, you know, euphoria. Feel something. It's a great bit. It's a great slogan. Everything about it, I love. We'll be back with more sports and other things. Love for you, bet. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.